Hello and welcome to this audio edition of the Ex-Mormon Files with host Earl Erskine. Thank you for joining us. On each episode of this program, Earl, a former LDS bishop, interviews a former Mormon guest about their journey out of Mormonism and into an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. These stories are encouraging, fascinating, and often moving. For more information on the Ex-Mormon Files internet video program, please visit exmormonfiles.com. That's exmormonfiles.com. And now, here's Earl. Good evening and welcome to the Ex-Mormon Files here in the heart of Salt Lake City. I'm your host, Bishop Earl. I appreciate you spending your evening with us tonight, a little bit of it. I'm happy tonight to introduce Greg Brown. Appreciate you coming, Greg, and sharing your story. Thanks, Earl. Um, Such an interesting name. What's the background of your name? G-R-I-G-G. Yeah, Greg is my mother's maiden name. Oh, okay. And um, so... That's I have two last names. Oh, Greg Brown. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, it's almost like Greg. I guess yeah. I get, you get confused with that a lot. Yeah. yeah, it's it's Greg. Rhymes with big. Uh, so, <laughs> well, it's a great name. Good strong name, and yeah. it goes well with you. With you, uh, you were born in the church, right? Yes, I am uh, fifth generation on both sides. Wow. And um, my family life growing up, my, my parents were church-going people. Yeah. And uh, Married in the temple, weren't they? And yes. Yeah. yeah, they were married in the temple. Um, they had a large family. They had eight sons. Wow. And um, Where do you fit in? With I'm number people? five. Okay, right I'm, in the middle I'm the fifth, almost. yeah. <laughs> fifth son. And so I had good parents, and uh, they had a lot of, of uh, heartache, though, a lot of, a lot of trouble. Uh, just seemed like bad luck followed them, and uh, as a couple or as yeah, children, as, as a or? family, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I had one brother bad. when I was just a little guy. One of my older brothers uh, was accidentally shot and oh. almost died. Came real close to dying, oh. and then uh, had another brother that uh, had severe burns all over his his upper body and face wow. from an accident, and uh, and then the another brother, uh, the one, well, the one that got shot. He later was killed on a motorcycle when he was only 14. Oh my goodness! So um, it's kind of little different tragedies and accidents yeah, along div- the way. Div- yeah, and then and then my father, when I was only 11 years old, was in a car accident and his spine was severed at the fifth vertebrae, oh. and so he spent the rest of his life as a quadriplegic, a basic prisoner in his own body. Oh my goodness! And my mother. Uh, took care of him 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Wow! I'll bet you so sons were a real support to her, though. And yeah, um, a lot we tried of responsibilities to be, you know, and uh, yeah. yeah, it was so. Um, even though, you know, that was the overarching aspect of our life was just my my father being paralyzed and uh, yeah. So, but, but active in the church. Yeah, they were active. Um, you were active. I mean, you went to young men's and yeah. Primary and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, I went Seminary? To did yeah, you I did. Uh, my, I had a four-year high school, and I went three and a half years of seminary. Seminary. And um, so, yeah, I had I had a good upbringing in the church. I had some some bad experiences with so-called priesthood leaders. Uh-oh. Uh oh. I was when you were uh, young. Yeah, I yeah. was. I was kind of raised on guilt and shame. It was it was a main. I think staple. some of us are. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. think it's uh, just so. the nature of trying to live the law. Don't you yeah. think you you, yeah. you never measure up and? Yeah, I never ever felt like it was ever good enough. Oh. And uh, 
So, uh, actually, now, <coughs> so when I was when I was a child, I had uh, some remember some Sunday school and primary lessons that I learned about Jesus, and I remember I loved him as a child. And you were mentioning this earlier to yeah. me, and I'm just so impressed with that because yeah. I my relationship was always. You know, I trusted Jesus, I guess. Yeah. I had a respect for him and appreciation for him, but my relationship was with the church. I just knew church, the church yeah. was true. Yeah. But at a young age, you felt Jesus was yeah. special. Yeah, and later I read Paul says in uh, one of the gifts of the Spirit is to know that Jesus is the Christ. Wow. And so I feel like I had that. And uh, But then again, here I am raised Mormon, and they're... Uh, they're very uh, Pharisee-like, if you, if I can say that. <laughs> and, well, you uh, can, because they yeah. are. But I mean, yeah. they live the law and uh, yeah. doing things on their own, and yeah, yeah. And and one of the things that really troubled me was they had these uh, priesthood interviews you do twice a year from the time you're 12 on. Sure. And um, right off the bat, boy, I was just filled with guilt and shame by what these priesthood leaders are would say to me in, the, in these grueling interrogating questions they would ask and uh, so I literally thought that I was damned to hell I did I thought man I'm going to hell and there's no ifs ands or buts Isn't about it. Isn't that a sad thing to yeah. to push that on a child <laughs> yeah. a young person? I because I I believed him I trusted what these guys are saying and uh, yeah. so from the time I was 14 until I was 17 I was pretty down in the dumps. I was yeah. depressed and uh, and of course um, I had a good childhood in, in uh, Burley, Idaho, but when I was 10 years old we moved to Southern California Oh. and then that's that's when my father was uh, in the car accident. Okay. So uh, yeah it was just a very stressful time and uh, and there was there was tons of pornography and drugs and, and alcohol in the environment mm, that I was California, in. California, yeah. My older brothers were spent their lives drinking. And oh dear. So that was part of my bringing up. So I had a lot of guilt and shame and uh, not keeping the commandments. Yeah, I wasn't good enough. Yeah. I was never ever good enough and uh, but luckily for me when I was 17. Yeah, tell us about this. Towards the end of my junior year in high school and I I had been struggling to, to get some answers from God. I I was telling him I can't go on like this. I'm either going to go jump off the Huntington Beach Pier and, and drown myself or <laughs> or something's got to change. And yeah. So I was I was trying to connect with God and, and uh, trying to change my ways and I was coming home from school it was towards the end of my year in junior year in high school and coming towards me down this alley was a girl that I vaguely knew from our from the high school and I kind of knew her as a, as a messed up kid like I was. Yeah. And, but this time she was different. She was smiling. She was happy. She had a big Bible under her arm. She was walking towards me, and she's she's her eyes are big and bright. And she's she's look at and she's excited. She goes, "Greg, Greg, have you been saved?" And I go, <laughs> "Not me. I'm going to hell." <laughs> you knew goes, where you were headed. <laughs> yeah. She goes, "No, no, no. You don't have to listen." And and she opened up her Bible, and she had some little tracks and stuff. Um, and she explained to me how Jesus died and that he paid for my sins in a way that I had never heard explained before. Never heard that before, had yeah, you? Yeah, I always thought that you got to 
they have all these rules and laws, and if you make a mistake, you got to go back to square one and start mm -hmm. over. And and uh, so she just explained to me, and she had recently just just been born again herself, and a lot of enthusiasm. It she, sounds yeah, like she was yeah. very enthusiastic, and I can still remember. No, no, Greg, you don't have to go to hell. <laughs> Did this speak to you as uh, remembering back as a child that you had this love for Jesus? Did, did. this make sense? It did, yes. Yeah. And um, it made me connect with her. And uh, I was willing to listen to what she had to say wow. because I remember these, these wonderful stories I heard as a, a little kid in Burley, Idaho. Wow. And so um, after she explained these things to me and, and showed me some tracks and read scriptures like John 3.16 and Ephesians 2.8 and 9, and um, what I gained from that was hope. All of a sudden, I went from despair to hope. Wow. And uh, it changed my life. It really did. And uh, I wish now that I had, had stuck with her and, and uh, learned more of what she had to say. But I thought, well, I'm Mormon. I, I'll go back to the Mormon church. And, uh, yeah, that's where the true church is. Yeah, so yeah, so yeah that's, that's what I was taught and I believed. And, and, you know, the church always taught me that the Christians, oh, they don't know what they're talking about. They only have part of the truth, and they're the liars and deceivers. And uh, So anyway, what I did was I went back to church, and I decided that I was in God's debt. I was, I was a sinner, and I owed God. Wow. And I thought, well, I'll go on a mission. Because my brother just older than me was getting ready to go on a mission. Okay. So from that time on, all my friends thought I had lost my marbles, and you know I stopped hanging around and going to the parties and stuff with oh, them. Oh, you got yourself worthy to yeah. go to the temple. I <laughs> yeah. guess you went to the temple. Yeah, eventually, um, and uh, I didn't hang around with my friends or anything. All through my senior year, I just uh, worked and wow, and, uh, and I decided, well, I'm going to go on a mission and. Uh, so that's what I did. I went on a mission and I, I served the best I could. Where'd you go? I went to Orlando, Florida. Oh. And uh, that has a special ring to us yeah. Christians now with Adams Road and the it Wilders does. and everything. I, have you met them? I, I guess. have. I've yeah. met them several times. And uh, Michael and, and Lynn, I both met them. And, oh. and they're wonderful people. I, I just have, uh, they're very dear to me. Yeah. So, so, how did you feel about your mission? Um, Did you preach Jesus, or were you preaching Joseph Smith and the you church? You know, that's, that's what bothers me, is because even in my patriarchal blessing, it says that I will have a great ability to share the Joseph Smith story. And, and even though... In your patriarchal blessing. Yeah, wow. and so, you know, on one hand, I knew Jesus was my Savior. On the other hand, I thought Mormonism was the only true church. And I had to go out and sell it, and Joseph Smith, and uh, so there was there was some conflict over the years. I just I tried to live Mormonism at the same time I knew tried Jesus to have this relationship with yeah. Jesus that was different than what we learn normally in yeah. Mormonism. Exactly. Yeah, and it, it just wow. never quite worked, and so. So you finish your mission, I guess, and yeah, you have I finished my mission and got married in the L.A. Temple. And oh, did you? Just went to work and uh, raised a family and uh, active in the church. I know yeah, you were I a stake missionary, weren't you? And yeah, I was a stake missionary yeah. and uh, taught Sunday school lots of different times. And, yeah, uh, 
tried my best, did a lot of welfare callings, and uh, just an honor. Always with this conflict of yeah. being, did, did it, did it become more and more difficult to listen to testimonies and to, to meetings or? You know, I never thought too deeply about it, but looking back, there was one time that I did get up in testimony meeting and just was so grateful for what Jesus had done for me. I'm looking out in the audience and people are, got these strange kind of, This look. doesn't sound yeah. like a normal testimony. Yeah, yeah. and I, I thought that was strange. I, and I never ever thought that I was a born again Christian. I just never connected oh. the two. Was, you were a good Mormon boy. Yeah, I was a Mormon. And, who loved uh, Jesus. So, <laughs> uh, How fascinating. Yeah, so... Uh, Your wife was active and... Um, well, I've been married twice. My first wife was... Uh, she was what I call an Osmond groupie. So oh. the church to her was just social. Just, okay. Social, yeah. And then... Uh, Don't worry about doctrine or yeah, theology or anything. Just, like, yeah. It was all about Culture social and social. Yeah. Okay. So, but she divorced me and uh, 12 years later I, I married a really good woman. And uh, uh, But we just couldn't make things work and we wound up going our separate ways. And, and one of the final straws was I was starting to go through this whole process of learning the true history of Mormonism. And, uh, oh, what led you to that? Well, actually, I decided that um, I heard uh, at a fireside that if you go to the temple and do uh, temple work, that your life will be blessed more than you can imagine. And so I went through this period to where um, I was going to go to the temple every week, and I was going to be as righteous as I could, and I was... I even went and bought brand new temple clothes, and I was just going to be the, you know, the spit shine Mormon. <laughs> and uh, I started going every Tuesday night, and um, then one Tuesday night, I saw this guy named Sean McCraney on the TV. Oh. And dear. at first, I was I was defensive. Oh, just yeah. like I was. Yeah, yeah, I was defensive, and uh, I even emailed him and said something about. Um, you know, uh, is that one <laughs> phrase? Uh, oh, I can't remember, but anyway, uh, so I was defensive, and I, I didn't watch him for a while, and I, I kept going to the temple, and uh, and then my wife and I were separated also, and uh, so being uh, the proud Mormon I was, I was kind of ashamed of myself, not kind of, I was ashamed yeah. of myself, and uh, and I, I couldn't face the people in my own ward. And so what I'd do on Sunday was I would just go a mile or so away and I'd just go to Sacramento someplace else. And really? People started asking questions. Well, next Sunday I was in another ward. And I found one that I kind of liked and I'd, I would slip in the back door right as services were starting, take the sacrament, because that's why I went. I was trying to stay connected to God. Yeah. And then I'd, I'd leave and this bishop, I guess, noticed me. He snuck around back one Sunday, caught up with me. So I told him who I was and why I was there and who my bishop was, and and uh, he goes, well, that's what we call poaching. Poaching. Uh, poaching. No? Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was poaching into his ward because I didn't live in his boundaries. Yeah. So, you know, I, Too bad. I was I was already really really down and discouraged because my wife and I were separated, and uh, so I'm in shock all week long. That's that's the last thing I need is more guilt and shame. Yeah, he's throwing that at you. Yeah. You're not going to the right church building. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm I'm 
in shock all week and the next Sunday I found myself standing in my living room looking out my living room window just thinking where to go to church and I realized I'm looking right at the Roy Christian Church. Oh you're kidding. Yeah and I thought why not? Give it a try huh? It was nine o'clock in the morning I saw a sign service nine o'clock I went. Oh my and goodness. These, these people were wonderful they just welcomed me right in and uh, and I the music was wonderful. I I was just first time you'd ever been to a Christian church. No, not not exactly. I'd, I'd visited. Uh, I remember I went to a Catholic mass one time on, okay. on Christmas Eve. I think it was. Yeah. Uh, when I was a missionary, I actually uh, riding down a country road, and on a Wednesday night, we heard this beautiful music come from in this little chapel. My companion and I went in and just listened to the music for a while and then left. Wow. But, but yeah, basically that was my first yeah. first time, and I. I just loved it. And was it a surprise to hear? Yes. Good worship music. Yeah, that's what it was. Jesus. It was worship music. Yeah. yeah. It was just people worshiping Jesus, and uh, and so uh, it seemed like this all happened real fast. But then I came across a book by Grant Palmer, and that uh, Insider's View of Mormon Insider's Origins. View of Mormon Origins, yeah. and I had known about the book because I remember my oldest corn president saying, "Oh, that guy's." Apostate, don't ever read that book. And that was years ago. He really before. said that, yeah. yeah. And, you know, he but just he's got an, an, an institute director and yeah. all that stuff. So, you, yeah. yeah. So I never read it, but I, I, I think I just came across it in the bookstore. I don't remember, but I read it, and it was, holy cow. That answers all my suspicions I've had throughout the years, because I've had suspicions. Yeah. And it just opened up my eyes. And, uh, and then... Um, well, I started watching Sean McCraney, and and it's and then you, yeah. it's hard to be defensive, isn't yeah. it? When he's saying, "Here's here's a quote, and here's where I got it from," and right, exactly. and teaching yeah. things that are right in the church, basically, yeah, yeah. church stuff, and then and then so here I am conflicted. I think I'm a, supposed to be a Mormon, and I'm learning all these wonderful things about Christianity, and I can't sleep one night. I'm laying there two o'clock in the morning. And I reach over and I grab my old missionary Bible, and I open it up, and it came to Romans. Oh just, boy! Just by coincidence. Yeah. And I had really never paid much attention to Romans because something happened to my father in World War II, and he decided Italians weren't his favorite people. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Romans wasn't a book you yeah. wanted to read in the so Bible. So I'd come to Romans. Oh, Rome, that's Italy. I'll just pass that, you know. Yeah. But this night I read the entire chapter of Romans, all 16 chapters, and. By the time I was done, I was absolutely convinced of the gospel of salvation by faith in what Jesus has already done for us. And uh, oh, I was convinced. That's and, unbelievable. Yeah. And so... And you'd probably read the book of Romans on your mission? Or yeah. Yeah, there was actually... Uh, I had underlined things. Underlined things. But I didn't understand it the way I did that night. No. And... Um, and that's having your eyes opened, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, my, I, I can read the Bible now, and I understand it, um, and it's beautiful. I, I love the Bible, and so... And it's uh, trustworthy, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I was learning all these things, and I was also angry because I feel like I'd been lied to, and cheated by Mormonism, Yeah. and I'd put so much money and time and effort into it, and um, I wrote a letter to the First Presidency, and... Uh, <laughs> Explaining, explaining these everything. Things yeah. I, I did you I'm, get a response? They sent it back to my state president. Oh, okay. And um, 
did he respond? Um, he was very kind. Uh, Alan okay. Hall and Roy was very kind to me. He listened to me. And oh, at the same time, actually, when I went to deliver the letter, um, they, w they wouldn't accept it at the church office building. They, they told me to go bark at the moon. And, you know, oh, dear. <laughs> they didn't want the letter, huh? No, but uh, they said, you can mail it to this address. And so I, I wound up mailing it. But that same day, when I was downtown, I walked across the street to the Church Historical Library. It's a brand new building. Yeah. And uh, there's my old stake present from when I lived in Huntsville, uh, Marlon Jensen. And yeah, he, yeah, his story. He goes, hey, hey, brother, how are you? And he was very kind. And, and I, I had Grant Palmer's book with me, and I was wearing a cross. And he goes, oh. what are you doing with a cross? Oh, heaven forbid, huh? <laughs> heaven forbid I have a cross. <laughs> and uh, so I told him all the problems I was having with, with the Mormon history. And um, he says, well, here's my phone number. Call me, and we'll make an appointment. And several months later, he we had an appointment, and I went really? to his office, and uh, boy, talk about plush, man, I was, <laughs> wow, look at this place, you know, and uh, he says, that's what happens when you stay out of jail, I don't know what he meant by that, but Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he didn't have any answers to him. Did you talk to him about different things Yes, then? I did, uh, yeah, I had Grant Things Palmer's that Grant book. Palmer had yeah. brought up, and, and uh, I think by then I had Charles Larson's book about the papyri. Oh, the and Book of Abraham? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And uh, he didn't have any answers. He was just, he just didn't know what to say. And I know. Yeah. I met with a church historian as well. Yeah. And I really covered those three things that have been big for me, the changes in the Book of Mormon, yeah. the 1830 Book of Mormon, the different versions of the first vision, and the Book of Abraham. Yeah. And he had no answers for me. Yeah. And I thought, gee, th you know, this is a man that should really know. Yeah. And I assume he thought Marlon. Yeah, I thought he would know. Yeah. I, I was grateful that he, he didn't have very much time. He, we only had a few minutes. He, sees he said he was busy, but you know, he's kind enough to let me come in and talk to him. Did he realize you weren't being fed from what he had to say? Or did he sense that he had you know, run you back over or something? Uh, I, I had a sneaking suspicion that he knew a lot of these problems, but what is he going to do? He can't come right out and, and come clean with everything? Or that's what I wonder. Yeah. Or these would, brethren must know they, stuff. They know, yeah. They yeah. Know, yeah. But, you know, they've, they've uh, sold themselves to the church, and uh, yeah, they, but will, you know, they will not come clean. On it just seems to me that they're... They kn they've got to know that one day they're going to stand before God. Yeah, they have to. That's one of the things that kept drawing me was this hypocrisy. I knew yeah. how God felt about hypocrites. Yeah. Say one thing, know one, a different thing, yeah. and yet uh, portray yeah. yourself differently. Yeah. So you've, you've continued on with the Christian... Yeah, I, I kept going to the Christian church. And, oh, and then by then, um, I did have a meeting with uh, Alan Hall, my stake president. And like I say, he was very kind and... Yeah. and and very sympathetic to me. He listened to me and he says, well, brother, I want you to go back to church. And I'm right here in the building where my ward's at. And uh, so it just so happens it's time for priesthood in my ward. And uh, so I left his office. I went to uh, my priesthood meeting and uh, I had my Bible with me and I'd been going to the Christian church and I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, okay, let's talk about Jesus now in, in priesthood meeting. And it's all business, and they're talking about Joseph Smith and baptisms for the dead. 
I'm thinking, no, Jesus, let's talk about Jesus. You know, I'm sitting in the back, but that's what <laughs> I'm thinking. And uh, they never did get around to it. Isn't that <laughs> so, something? And then I had a, a, a made an appointment to talk to my bishop, and because uh, I wanted to be, you know, above board on everything, and I, I went and I explained to him all the problems I found with with the Mormon history and yeah. and all these problems. And um, I says, can I come back to the Mormon Church, but believe in just Jesus and the Bible? Oh dear! And holy man, he <laughs> he hit the roof. <laughs> so he, could I come back to the church? If I just believe in Bible and Jesus, just the Bible and just Jesus. He didn't That's like that. He didn't I'm like sure. That, no. Yeah. He, he says, "No, you're mocking God." Mocking, mocking God. I, I was confused. Anyway. And this is the Church of Jesus Christ yeah. of Latter Day Saints, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. And now I realize that actually the LDS Church is mocking God because Jesus did it all on the cross. Yeah. And Mormonism says, well, yeah, you, you got up on the cross, Jesus, and you died, but that wasn't enough. we got to do this, 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 it's and this. It's not enough. Yeah. We're going to put so you... That's mocking God. Yeah, that's so. mocking God. Uh, Isn't that amazing? And when our eyes are open, there's just no turning back, is there? I mean, no. when God touches your heart. So, no. so you were seeing this same Jesus that you'd experienced back in as a child, and yes. again at 17, yes. you saw that again in the Roy yeah. Church and all the the other churches you've attended. Yeah. And then I was able to put two and two together and realize the Gospel of Joseph Smith versus <laughs> the Gospel of, of Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ, and I choose the Gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And um, well, and so. it is it is a, his uh, gospel of Jesus Christ, and mm -hmm. all this other stuff has just been added to it. Yeah, and the Book of Mormon doesn't even cover no most of this, um, almost none of the yeah. s stuff of Mormonism. I think no, our guest last week kind of pointed that out. Yeah. Well, you've got just about thirty seconds. Oh. What do you say to the LDS people, Greg? First of all, I would say that I love you, Mormon people, all my friends, my neighbors, my family. I love you. And don't be afraid to read the Bible. Yeah. Please read the Bible, especially the New Testament. Yeah. Read the Gospel of John. Find out who Jesus really is because Jesus is God. Yeah. And, and read Romans and Galatians and find out what the true Gospel of Jesus Christ really is. And what Paul really taught. Yeah. yeah. What Paul really and taught. he got it from Jesus. Yes, and t what they what he did teach Jesus and Paul and Peter what they did teach and what they didn't teach. I right. think that's just as important. Exactly. Well, uh, Greg, I appreciate you coming and uh, sharing your story with us, and uh, you're you're a delightful fellow, and we appreciate <laughs> it very much. And uh, we appreciate you watching. And as Greg says, you're following the gospel of Joseph Smith and not the gospel of Jesus Christ. Good night, and we'll see you next week. This has been the audio edition of the Ex Mormon Files. The Ex-Mormon Files is a production of Main Street Church of Brigham City. For information about this program, including past and current video episodes, please visit exmormonfiles.com. From there, you can also download audio episodes of this program. If you have an Ex-Mormon story you would like to share, we'd love to hear from you. Please write us at contact at exmormonfiles.com. Thank you for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again soon. Music